0: You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia.
1: From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Republicans in Virginia are heading to the polls today. They're selecting nominees they hope can flip two key seats in the House of Representatives. Ben Pavier has more.
2: In 2018, Democrats flipped three of Virginia's 11 congressional seats. Now, with an unpopular Democrat in the White House, Republicans are trying to win them back. In Virginia's 2nd District, State Senator Jen Kiggins holds a commanding fundraising advantage to take on Representative Elaine Luria. Both are veterans in a closely divided district with a strong military presence. There's no clear frontrunner in Virginia's Democratic-leaning 7th District, where six Republican candidates are competing to take on Representative Abigail Spanberger. All of the leading GOP candidates in that race have worked to tie themselves to Trump and his policies. Ben Pavier, VPM News.
1: The Chesterfield Board of Supervisors is accepting applications through Thursday to fill a vacant seat. Supervisor Leslie Haley, who represented the Midlothian District, left the post earlier this month to work for the Attorney General's office. The board is now looking for someone to temporarily serve in the role until a special election is held in November. The deadline for applications is 5 p.m. Thursday. Midlothian residents who are interested in applying can go to chesterfield.gov slash boardapplication. The state health commissioner is walking back dismissive comments he made about the role of structural racism in public health. According to the Washington Post, Colin Green sent a staff-wide note late last week expressing regret for his statements and how they made employees feel. This came a day after Governor Glenn Youngkin issued a statement saying he was disappointed in Green for not, quote, effectively communicating the administration's mission. At a meeting later this week, members of the Virginia Board of Health say they plan to address their concerns about Green's comments. The commissioner is also expected to attend. The newly approved state budget includes a total of $5 million in financial aid for students at Virginia's two public historically black colleges and universities. But as Megan Pauley reports, the vote for this specific funding wasn't straightforward.
0: Lawmakers had previously earmarked $10 million in financial aid for certain students without permanent legal immigration status. Governor Glenn Youngkin removed that funding in favor of $5 million just for HBCUs. Some lawmakers, like Delegate Lamont Bagby, saw this as an attempt to pit communities against each other.
2: I understand and agree that we need to do something for HBCUs. This is not the way to do it. This is messy.
0: Others, like Delegate A.C. Cordoza, dismissed these sentiments. HBCUs have been
1: historically underfunded. We've heard that from both sides of the aisle, from both chambers. And the governor is trying to do something about it, and all we're hearing is complaints.
0: The funding was approved on a party-line vote in the House, while Democrats Joe Morrissey and Lionel Spruill ensured its passage in the Democrat-controlled Senate. Megan Pauley, BPM News.
1: The Congressional Committee investigating sexual harassment allegations within the Washington Commanders will meet Wednesday, regardless of whether the team's owner shows up. Dan Snyder has previously said he plans to be out of the country when the committee meets. Richmond Times-Dispatch reports that Snyder's yacht and private plane are currently in Cannes, France, where an award ceremony is happening this week. Snyder reportedly attended the event a few years ago. Coal mines in the village of Midlothian in Chesterfield County helped fuel the Revolutionary and Civil Wars. As Ian Stewart reports, a local historian wants the county to better honor the enslaved men and children who worked and died in the mines.
2: When the county held a dedication ceremony in 2009 at Midlothian Mines Park, they unveiled historical markers about the mines, the explosions, and the workers, including the enslaved. Audrey Ross says it's not enough. The contribution of the enslaved workers is glossed over. The success of Midlothian was primarily through the labor of the enslaved. Her relatives, some going back five generations, worked as coal miners in the area. She's also on the board of directors for the Midlothian Mines and Railroads Foundation. Through 30 years of research, she knows that hundreds of enslaved laborers were regularly killed in explosions. We know there were many bodies that were never recovered. Um, A lot of times the names were not listed. For years, she avoided the park because of its painful past. But eventually, a voice inside her prompted her to go. And the feeling that I got was so heavy. I actually felt like surrounding me with the voices of, you have come. She's working on plans for new markers to make sure those voices are heard. Ian Stewart, VPM News.
1: The story was produced with assistance from the Public Media Journalist Association Editor Corps, funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.